In the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, starting at uh, verse 1, you find these words. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Uh, that's enough right there, saints of God. I, I want to talk to you from the thought, remember your call. Remember your call. And in the context of verse 1, this call is not um, the call, as if you will, the call to a vocation of ministry. Amen. It's not uh, the call to a preacher or a pastor, amen, or uh, some other auxiliary work within the church, but this is the calling for you to be a child of God. Amen. This is the calling that uh, brought you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. This is the call that you once were blind but now you see. It's that call. It's the call that said you once were dead in your trespasses and sins, but now have been made alive in Jesus Christ. This is the calling at which uh, the Apostle Paul is, is, is beseeching, is, is begging of, pleading with the people of God to walk worthy of. There ought to be a difference in a baptized, born-again believer's behavior as it's juxtaposed against the behavior of those in the world. And as I've said from this pulpit on multiple occasions, I am concerned about how not the world is acting, but how Christians are acting. The kind of self-righteous and, and kind of divisiveness I'm seeing in the body of Christ. If we're going to be no better than the world in our behavior, then there is no need for us at all. The Bible talks about it. Jesus says if, a, if salt loses its flavor, are, are y'all following me? If salt loses its flavor, then what good is it to being thrown on the ground and trampled under men's feet. What good is a Christian, amen, that doesn't exhibit Christian behavior? It's like salt that has lost its flavor. And salt that has lost its flavor is good for nothing that to be thrown on the ground and trampled under men's feet. So we must be cognizant, amen, of what we have been called to be. What we have been called to be, what we have been called to do. And a lot of things that we get ourselves tied up and tangled up in, in this world, has nothing to do with our calling. And, and, and now, more than ever, this is vitally important. Because we are now in the midst of a situation, amen, that is going to forever change the society in which we live. We are just at the beginning of trouble. <laughs> Remember the sermon uh, that I preached uh, a few weeks back 
when we were concerned about the whole Iran war. And Jesus was saying that there would be wars and rumors of wars. Remember that? Do you remember also that he said there will be pestilences and plagues? And all of that would just be the beginning of sorrows. But he said to his disciples, he said, but don't panic. See, that's the thing that we can't do that the world is doing, and that's panicking. Because they are living without hope. But we have everything we need and all of our hope wrapped up, tied up in Jesus Christ. The one who's the author and the finisher of our faith. The God who's got the whole world in his hands. And we are his children. So we must behave peculiarly as it relates to how everybody else is behaving in this world. Because folks need some things that they're not going to be able to get from the world. And so we are going to be the ones that are going to be needed for the time. For the time when folks start to wonder, why should I even live any longer? Why don't I just take my life? Why don't I just take some pills and die? Why don't I just cut my throat? Why don't I just cut my wrist and die and get out of here? Why don't I just hang myself from the roof? But there we are the people of God who have been uniquely positioned to be in that position to answer that question and to give instruction on why they should want to live and what it means to truly live. That's going to be our position, amen. Because even if you really think about this, even after we get through the pandemic, the health side of this issue, it has caused already, Sister Williams, so many issues on jobs and things about folk getting laid off. And there's already been layoffs and furloughs, and we just got in this. Now we're talking about a 30-day lockdown, and we already have a massive layoffs. Amen. So what we also see is on the other side of this pandemic, we see a pandemic economically. Amen. It's going from health to economics, but the economic side is going to be much longer than the health side, amen, because the economics have to catch up, and it's in that time, amen, that we really going to have to be stand up and be counted, because my sister was saying out there in her area, out there in Alameda County in California, that there was a man driving, I think he drove with a Ferrari or Lamborghini or something like that, and he was driving super fast and reckless. And so the sheriff pulled him over, amen, and when he got there, he got out of the car and started fighting with the sheriff. And he was crying out that he lost $250,000 in the stock market. Now, see, the world's mind can only go so far, and for him, that meant everything. So he done lost his mind and fighting with the police, driving crazy, because he lost $250,000 in the stock market. But you got to realize something. For the believer, amen, money is important, but money is not our God. Amen. Amen. But you got to realize that in the world, folks, God is their money. Amen. 
So if they lose large amounts of money like that, Mother Dillwood, they will go crazy because that is their God. But that's why even the more that we have to be focused and peculiar in this world and set our minds like flints on the Lord, that when the world is shaking, reeling, and rocking like a junk man, that we are stable because our stability is found in the Lord. Are y'all following me today? Amen. Because we're going to have to come alongside some of these folks and minister to them. Amen. We're going to have to be able to come with a word of hope in a time of despair. Amen. So what we see in this text in verse 2, that in order to walk according to our calling, we've got to be all lowly. Well, what this means is basically to be humble. That means to, to esteem others more important than ourselves. Because if we get too self-focused, amen, and too inwardly focused, we're not going to be any outwardly good. Amen. Because we're going to be so tied up in ourselves, we're not going to be in a position or be in a condition to help somebody else. But we've got to stay humble and realize is that we ourselves can't fix this no way. Amen. Sister Terry said it right, that God is bigger than all of this. Amen. He's bigger than all of this, and he's the one we're going to have to trust in. Amen. We can't figure this out. We ain't going to be able to do that. But we know who's got it in his hand, and it's going to work it out. And so we just need to stay obedient to the Lord. Do what he's called us to do, and he'll take care of the rest. Because God will not go past his word. The Lord said in his word, he said that uh, if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things will be added unto you. Jesus was talking to the disciples at that point and said, don't worry what you're going to eat, what you're going to put on, where you're going to sleep. God knows these things before you ask. He was saying to them, just keep your eye on me. Stay focused, stay obedient to my word. Do what I have called you to do. Saints of God, be mindful of your calling. And the text says, and also be gentle. Now, now saints of God, some of our personalities, amen, are built in such a way that we just ain't that gentle. Amen, you talk to us and snapping at you and biting you and everything else. Amen. We just, just kind of rugged, around, rough around the edges. But, but I, I contend today that we've got to put a concerted effort into being gentle. Folks that's already hurting and already tender, the last thing they need is a poke in the arm. Are y'all following me? If you're already hurting, you don't need another knife print. Amen. You don't need somebody to kick you. Amen. You need somebody to love on you and to comfort you. Amen. And that's what's going to be necessary for the saints of God during times like these. We've got to be gentle. Amen. And then the text says that we've got to be long-suffering. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Now, then that word in itself, long-suffering, suffer long. It is not going to be a bed of roses. It's not going to be a, a, a tippy-toeing through the valleys. Amen. It's not going to be sitting on the sofa uh, eating bonbons and work, wa watching Netflix. No, it's going to be some hard work because there's some folk that's going to be irrational. Amen. 
there's going to be some irrational behavior in our lives, one place or another, but we've got to stay rational. We've got to stay focused. Because somebody's got to be clear. Somebody's got to be thinking right. Amen. And that's part of our call. Amen. When folks are saying, what's the use and all that, we've got to have a word for them. That there is a use. Amen. And that God is the one that you have been looking for, but you've looked for everything else. Now try God. As Paul the Apostle said to those on Mars Hill, he said, the God you've been looking for is the God right here that you say to an unknown God. But I'm going to uh, present to you this unknown God and who he is so that you might receive him and start to live the life that the abundant life that you have never seen before. We need to be there to give folks hope in the midst of despair. But it's going to take us to be long-suffering. Our, our patience, amen. Boy, that's a, rough, that's a rough one on us, amen. It's hard to deal with folk uh, that's uh, getting on your nerves, amen. It's hard to deal with folks that seem like they won't listen, amen. But we're still called to be long sufferers. And there's some folk we're going to need to suffer along with, amen. That's just part of the territory because that's part of our calling. Uh, are y'all following me today? Amen. Don't give up. Amen. Don't quit. Jesus didn't give up and quit on us, so let's not give up and quit on other folks. Amen. Some of this suffering long going to be with other Christians. Amen. Because every Christian ain't at the same level in maturity and in faith. Amen. There's some really, really scared Christians out here. Way more scared than any of us are. They are way to another level. Amen. So at the midst of that, we got to minister to them as well. Amen. Because some of them, amen, haven't prayed yet, haven't looked at the word yet. They've just been spinning around in circles. Amen. And somewhere along the way on that merry-go-round ride, we're going to have to step in there and give them a word and redirect them back to the master. Amen. That's just how it is. Amen. We wish every Christian was on the same level and we was all going the same direction at the same time on the same level, but it's just not so. Some are on meat and some are on milk. Amen. Y'all follow me? Amen. But we can't stop doing what God has called us to do in the inside and the out. Y'all follow me? Amen. So also, when we look at the text, we got to bear with one another in love. We just not just put up with one another, but bear one another in love. And love looks beyond one another's faults and sees our need. Amen. So even when one another's acting up, amen, we cannot stay focused on the irrational behavior, but we got to look beyond that and see the need. The same Jesus that I need is the same Jesus the irrational person needs, the irrational unbeliever or believer. And we've got to be reminded on a daily basis that that's just how it's going to be. Amen. And we should not get disillusioned. We should not get disenchanted by the fact that folk acting crazy. That folks who say they know the Lord and they, they trust in the Lord, but everything they're doing it's showing that they don't trust the Lord. That's going to be part of the landscape. But let us not get 
disconnected. Let us not get confused because that's just how it's going to be. But you stay steadfast. You stay unmovable, always abounding in love, seeing beyond their faults to see their need. Amen. There's some folk right now that need some prayer. Amen. Amen. We, we, we have been so uh, spoiled here in the United States of America. We, we've had a good run here. We, we come out of the recession of uh, 2008, amen, and we've had a lot of abundance and a lot of uh, uh, economic uh, prosperity. Um, and so we have gotten uh, a little off track, amen. But th this situation here should allow us to get a little bit more back on track. And, and, and a lot of things that we have thought important, amen, we've thought uh, political importance and other things that have di divided us, we cannot let that divide us now. Amen. We've got to become unified, amen. Whether, whether you like liberalism or whether you like conservatism and all of that stuff and Republican and Democrat and all of that, that means nothing. That means nothing right now when folk are dying, amen. That means nothing when folk ain't getting food to eat. That means nothing when folks are dying like Reverend Stevens said and they can't even get to see their loved ones. Amen. I mean, that, that stuff means nothing now. Now it's prayer time. Now it's time to be focused on that. And you know what? Every one of our politicians need prayer. They all need prayer now. The, the, the Democrats, the Republicans, the independents and everything else. Libertarians, it don't matter what they is. President Trump, everybody needs prayer. And right now, he's the only president we got. So we got to pray for him. We can't, we, we got to put down our dislike, amen, and put on our love. Because the Bible teaches us to love even our enemies, amen. We got to pray for those who despitefully use us. Our, our world and our leadership needs prayer. This is bigger than them. Sister Terry made that clear earlier. This is bigger than them. No matter what they think, amen, this is bigger than them. And they need prayer. But we know who to call on who is bigger than this situation. So we got to put down any of our disunity and strife and division, put on unity, amen, so that we can stay focused on the challenge at hand. And so, saints of God, I, I just want to remind you in this last uh, verse that I want to look at here, and that is that we ought to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Even though we are baptized, born again believers, we don't have the power to do this on our own. Amen. These things that I just said to you our commandment that we can't do without Almighty God. And God has given himself to us in the third person in the Trinity of the Holy Spirit to empower us to live out the things that he has commanded us to do. So as the Bible says, you've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You always have the Holy Spirit if you're saved but you're not always filled. Amen? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me clear this up a little bit if you're wondering about what I mean. You, you always have the Holy Spirit 
in you because uh, Romans 8 says, if you have not his spirit, then you are not his, right? So the spirit in one aspect is the seal that points to the fact that we are saved. Uh, are y'all following me? But the spirit also operates in another role, and that is the role of empowerment. Uh, Jesus Christ said, wait on the Holy Spirit, and that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will endue you with power. The word dunamis, power. Well, if we're going to have the power to do what this text is said to do in being patient and lowly and gentle and long-suffering and bearing with one another in love and, and making sure that divisive things don't cause us to divide, we must do it by the one and only Holy Spirit. It is he who unifies us because there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism in the Holy Spirit. So we must be filled in the Holy Spirit. And to be filled is on a daily basis, we call upon God and say, Lord, not me, but you. Yet not I, but the Christ that lives in me. We have to say, not my own will, but thy will be done and mean it. And give ourselves over to the leading of the Holy Spirit. This does not happen automatically. You must make a conscious effort to put aside your own self and let the Holy Spirit lead. Because by default, self always wants to be in control. Are y'all following me? All of y'all live long enough to know how self likes to be in control. Ain't that right, Reverend? So you got to be careful here. You on a daily basis because this thing is tricky. The devil is tricky. And we're not smarter than the devil, but the one who's in us is. So we must lean and depend on the Holy Spirit. We must say, self, you need to get aside and I got to hear the Holy Ghost. And whatever the Holy Ghost says for me to do, that I will do, even if it doesn't make sense. See, that's the thing that self always does. It tries to bring in logic. God don't work on our logic. Amen. But that's why you got to move self out of the way and lean upon the Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, I want you to take control and I want to hear what you have to say, not what I have to say. Because there's always a war going on inside of us. The spirit against the flesh. They fight and they contend with one another. Paul said, that's why the good that I would do, that's not what I end up doing. Because that fight is always there. But if you be filled in the Holy Spirit, you relinquish self and give it over to the Holy Spirit. And you intently desire to hear the Lord's leading in everything you do. Saints of God, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that on today. Amen. As we are going into a more trying time as a church and as the people of God. But keep those words in your heart. Look at those words. Look at this text as you go through these times. Remember what has been said, and don't forget to be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Amen? Amen. The doors of church are open. Amen. If there's someone here, amen, who needs the Lord, amen. The Lord's arms are stretched out wide. And he will receive you. You can say, Lord, I am a sinner in need of a savior. 
and he will save your soul. Amen. Amen. Come unto Jesus while you have time. Come unto Yeah.